That's peace These broken pieces Together guys fumble podcast episode 18 um i got a friend here from uh my teenage years uh in maryland dc area uh the last time i saw this person must have been in 2003 uh we we had um we had a lot of wild crazy times as kids doing stupid things and yes we and, did. <laughs> and, and uh um wrestling in my parents basement which led to this uh big man's size 16 heel uh connecting to my left eye and closing up and uh while trying 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 to act like professional wrestlers where we were not even amateur <laughs> so, not even <laughs> so anyway um that's uh, a distinct memory i had but we laugh now because it was truly just so funny him myself anush and a few of our other friends so shout out to those guys omid um all uh we're all grown men now but um the, yes. at the time we were all maybe 15 17 year 15 to 17 years old um anyway uh my good friend um we're going to get into a lot of things um, and an incident that took place in 2004 that led to his uh, arrest and serving um, being sentenced to 30 years uh, behind bars. And um, uh, that friend is my good old friend, Jason Coley. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. How are you? I'm well. Um, It's funny because I uh, goofed and we were at, we actually, had already started this episode um and it's on me the recording didn't start so five minutes in i'm like sorry bro we're gonna have to reshare that story so um uh it's gonna be better when it's uh said again because the story truly is um very interesting and um i just like the audience to listen to this entire story with an open mind and uh and open ears because it truly is um and we're not excusing what happened we're we're we know there was wrongdoing on jason's part there yeah. but at the same time he's paid for those uh wrongdoings he's done the time and um we're going to br- uh, go over what happened as well as talk about his time behind bars and um what he learned uh while he was doing his time and where he's at now that he's been released which, by the way, he messaged me on Instagram uh, about a couple months ago. Uh, and this was legitimately, I want to say, 17, 18 years after the last time I saw him in D.C. And um, I was pleasantly surprised, to say the least, because I knew he was behind bars. But when he sent me that message, first of all, I thought he's messaging me from prison. But then he told he told me no, he was released. And then I was, and that led to a full conversation. We Facetimed, we got caught up, and and I told him, man, I 
you know, I told him about this podcast and I said, I would love to have you on if you don't mind. And of course he, uh, he was more than happy to. First of all, tell, tell us about this beard, man. This beard game is going strong. How long, how long you've been growing this thing? This beard, this particular beard has been growing about a year and a half. Now I had one before that I had grown out for eight years and I cut it off and I cut it off because I was going up for parole and I didn't want to walk in there looking like a terrorist. <laughs> so Hold on. How, how long did that beard get to in eight years? You didn't touch it at all for eight I years? I didn't touch it at all. And oh it my grew God. all the way down to my waist. It was longer than the hair I have on top of my head. To your waist. Wow. Yes. It was literally down past my belly button. Oh, man. And you're not a short man, so that's a long beard. That's right. <laughs> Your upper torso is pretty long. It's it, it's the size of uh, most of some people's heights. So <laughs> how tall are you again? You're what? Six, six foot six inches. Six foot six inches, man. That's crazy. We used to hoop and uh, I was like not even five, seven yet. <laughs> and we were, I was, I was trying to get past this guy and I was getting swatted at every opportunity. <laughs> but anyway, uh. Uh, I would have done the same thing if the tables were turned. <laughs> so, man, eight years. So then you go into parole. And so you, you shave the whole thing off or you just make it short? Oh, yeah. No, I shaved it all the way down, like how, all the way down to a goatee. How did that feel? Like, did you feel naked? <laughs> I felt very, very naked. It just <laughs> felt totally different. Oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like the the wind even hitting your face will feel different. At that point, yo, listen, I had not felt the wind like actually on my skin for for almost seven years <laughs> oh on, on any of my chin. So, yeah, it felt very, very different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's gotta be that's gotta be. Wow. So then this one, the 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 re new rendition of the beard is about a year, you said year and a about half, about a year and a half. Wow. All right. All right, man. And I like how you've. uh Oh, yeah, braided it up. Yeah, I like it, man. That's you cool. gotta keep it out of the food and whatnot. That would definitely not look good at all on me, but you you can you can rock it just fine. <laughs> <laughs> man, you recall Anush growing the beard back in the day? He he used to grow I do it. a little bit, yes. He grew that thing out, man, over the years. He did the same. And his his did look like a terrorist. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just messing. Anush, we love you, man. Um all right, so let's get into uh, the unfortunate incidents of 2004. Um, and this is, again, after I had left Maryland, um, I got shipped west. I was living in California, where I'm at now. Um, so you've told me this story, but um, if you don't mind, go ahead and uh, share it again for the audience. What went down? What led to uh, the incident? Absolutely. So my niece, a little bit over four years old, was molested by a man, a man my sister had been living with, with another friend of both of theirs. So okay. she, uh, she called the police, was going to let them do their investigating and all that. And, uh, but she had some, she had some belongings at this, this, this second friend's house or apartment that she wanted to get. So we called him, well, she called him and made sure that, you know, the guy who molested her daughter wouldn't be there. So it would be okay for us to come pick up her stuff 
and get out of there and, you know, not be in anybody's way. So we're over there. We, we, we've got most of us. So we got our TV, uh, um, a table, a glass table. We got the frame for the glass table, but not the, not the glass itself. And there was one other thing that we had to pick up the glass and the, I can't forget what the last thing was, but that was all that was left. So we were, we were going in there to, uh, to pick that stuff up. Actually, my brother was there too. Um, so when, when we go in there to get the, the glass table, the guy comes walking out of the back bedroom, you know, like he's been there the whole time. And man, uh, I know in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, let it go. But seeing him, no, man, I lost my mind. I, I, I started beating. I jumped smooth on him, punched him right in his face, jumped on top of him, was, was beating him down. And, you know, so his friend, of course, tried to help him out, pulled his gun out. Shot me in my right flank. I got real lucky because it was a through and through. Went straight through. Didn't hit any vital organs. Didn't hit any bones. Went straight through. But I, got, I actually got lucky on two accounts because the gun jammed up the first time. The first time he shot it. Yeah. So <laughs> when when he shot me, I jumped off the guy and went for the gun. Of course, because I don't want to get shot again. I don't. I don't know. As of right now, I don't know that it's jammed. I'm thinking he can shoot me again if he wants to. Right. So as we're tussling, I see him kind of fiddling with the gun a little bit, that's when I noticed that it was jammed. So now I'm really trying to get it from him because I really don't want him to use it again. But he gets it unjammed. So now we're, now we're you know, it's, it's waving around a little bit. And the other guy, the, uh, the molester, he's starting to get up. So he pulls the trigger. I pull the trigger. I don't, I forget who had their finger on the, on, on the actual trigger. But anyway, the molester. You were tussling, he ends up, right? Because right, we're, we're tussling. tussling. Yeah. We're, we're going back and forth. Both of us is trying to get this. To be to be in control of the situation, mm -hmm. so the gun gun the gun gets fired and the, the molester he he catches it right in the forehead, oh. like yeah I mean because yeah. we're 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 all right there grouped in, you know yeah. yeah yeah so he basically dies instantly yeah um now I'm now I'm still wrestling with the guy again because I I see what just happened to him and I definitely don't want that to happen to me right. so I finally get it from him. And uh, I, I I takes it from him. So now now he's he's of course he's scared. So he jumps up. He starts running. Yeah. So yeah. I pointed at him. Pull the trigger. Goes off one more time. I, I I barely miss him, but he gets away. He runs out the door. So after that, we we me and my sister and my brother, we just we jump in the little U-Haul truck that we had rented, and we go on to the hospital. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So before all of this uh incident occurred um this molester um when he committed his crime initially uh to your niece did were were did did cops get involved then before even this even went down like did anybody uh think to let authorities know about what had happened like I said, I, I, all I know is that my sister, she told me that she either, I can't remember specifically which one, she either had contact, had, oh, yeah. she either had contacted the police or was, was about to, one of, okay. the, one of the other. So, I see. So like I said, the, we were going to let the, the proper channels be brought right. to bear on the situation. But right. seeing him and letting it yeah. out of sight, yeah. out of mind, who right yeah. there in front of me, it's kind of a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. No, man, the it 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 
it took over you and, and what happened, unfortunately happened. But, um, so you go to the hospital, you get stitched up yeah. and then, um, did the police come? So how did everything lead to your arrest? Okay. So, so of course the friend whose gun it was, he has to get medical help also. So we end up going into a hospital in DC. I think he ended up going to a hospital in Maryland. Okay. Anyway, in the middle of the night, um, I went to, uh, cause you know, they did the surgery or whatever. So I'm laying in the hospital bed. I, I wanted to get up to go use the bathroom and I'm, I'm handcuffed to the bed. You didn't yeah. even know. Didn't even know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's when I kind of figured, okay, I'm under arrest, but I still need to use the bathroom. So the, the cop had to come in, take me to the bathroom to use the bathroom. And, and then handcuff me back to the bed. Right. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So I get so, taken to the to the yeah. city jail. Now, D.C., the D.C. city jail, they run their medical a little bit better than the, uh, than the Maryland County Jail, the P.G. County Jail. See, in the D.C., they, they're every, every, every shift, they call you down. If, you know, if you have an injury like that, they call you down. They redress it, make sure it's, it's not getting infected and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There was even... The day they actually came in and extradited me out to Maryland is the day that the D.C. jail would have taken my stitches out. Going to the Prince George's County uh, Correctional Center, yeah. yeah, they didn't do any of that. I still have the stitches in my side right now. Did you mention it? What or did you, Yeah, did you, I, I, yeah. absolutely. I showed yeah. them, you know, the everything. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll just, you know, write a, write a sick call slip to medical and they'll handle it. Medical yeah. didn't see me for like almost a month. Oh my god! Yeah. So once when they saw you, what did what happened? It, it was already too late. Yeah, it was already too late. Skin had already grown over it. Oh my goodness, man! And you still have them, right? Yeah, I still have them. They're <laughs> my side right now. Wow. And and the medicine luckily helped with uh, the infections and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, so all right. So then you have your trial, right? And then. Yeah. uh you got you got um convicted for three felonies, right? Yes, three different felonies. Yeah. I was originally I was initially was to indicted for first degree murder, uh first degree assault and use of a handgun and commission of a felony and also actually conspiracy to commit murder. They actually tried to hit me with a conspiracy charge. Yes. Okay. It was it it ended up being Nine counts in all, two conspiracy counts, the uh, first-degree murder, second-degree murder, manslaughter, first-degree assault, second-degree assault, and two counts of use of a handgun, commission of a felony, and the two conspiracy counts. So that's about, I think, that, I think that's nine. I okay. think that's nine. Uh, yeah, so I got convicted of the manslaughter, the first-degree assault, and the use of a handgun in commission of a felony. I see. Now, <laughs> With the with the manslaughter, it only carries a max of ten years. So when I was convicted, when I went to sentencing, he gave me the whole ten years on the manslaughter. Now, first degree assault, ironically enough, carries twenty five years. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I I don't understand that. Like manslaughter because, is killing, right? So right. it's it's like, how does that have less time on it than? First degree assault because yeah. first degree assault is with intent. 
Okay. So the intent makes it more more punishable. More punishable, right? Okay. Okay. And how many years was it? Twenty five. Twenty five. But I only wow. got sentenced to ten out of that twenty five. Okay. Right. So they cut you slack there, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then the use of a handgun in commission of a felony that carries twenty years. I also only got ten out of that. Now, yeah, I only got ten on each of these charges. So you would think, oh, he only got ten years. Yeah. No. What happens is usually a judge, when when something is the same crime, when it's all in the same incident, usually, whether if you get convicted of multiple charges, they'll run those charges concurrent. Got it. But this time, I guess he he felt some type of way about me not wanting to take the plea deal that they gave me. So. What was the plea deal? The plea deal was for 30 years. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So he gave me 10, 10, and 10. And same random. Thing. It's the random same thing. Back to back. Yeah, yeah. He gave me 30 years anyway. Oh, okay. So he reduced the manslaughter and first degree. Um, I'm sorry, not the manslaughter. He reduced the first degree assault right. to, to 10. To 10. And uh, the weapon, uh, Commission use, of weapon. use of a handgun and commission use of, of a handgun. Gun. Yeah, my bad. I don't know these terms, but yeah. um, <laughs> and so yeah, it, it reduced them to ten all. So basically, ten years, ten years, ten years. So thirty years total. You got sentenced to. Yeah. And um, how long did the trial take? All in all, the trial itself, the actual trial itself, only lasted for about two or three days. Wow. So yeah. they heard all sides in two or three days. and, in and two, or th- two or three days is all wow. it took. And how long were you in jail until the trial? I was, I sat in the county jail for about, I want to say six to eight months. Okay. Before I actually went to trial. Then I had to wait like another three months, two or three months to actually get sentenced. I see. So a year, basically. Yeah, year, basically, yeah. yeah. Did they did they cr- credit you with that year or no? They yes, they did. They oh. when they when they when he gave me my sentence, he said, "I'm gonna start your time from when you came into the Maryland system," which technically I was arrested on March 21st. Now, if you know, that's kind of a, a substantial date yeah. for us. Yeah, you no, know? yeah, that's the first the day of spring or 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 per- Persian New Year. Or behind New Year, as what behind you're, New Year, right? You're referring to, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't actually hit the the uh, the Maryland system till March 23rd. So he asked the desk when he started my time. Okay, okay. So, man, so then from, uh, so from the county jail, did they send you uh somewhere else? Where did they send you? Yes. So once you get sentenced, yeah, it usually takes about a couple weeks for all the processing and paperwork to get done. Then, then they they do what we call send you up the road. That's where right. they send you actually into the prison system. Right. The first place you usually go is the place we call DOC. The initials for it are MRDCC, I believe. It's Maryland. What is that? It's Maryland Receiving Diagnostic. Um, as something center. I can't remember what the what the first C stands for. Okay. But uh, that's where you go, and they uh they they figure out your your security level. Like if you're gonna go to a maximum security prison, a medium security prison, or a minimum security prison, you know, I mean, they figure out what you're eligible eligible for. Yeah. And things mm-hmm. like that. 
And what'd you get? So I got, I, and the woman was actually surprised. She's like, I don't know how you keep coming up so low, but she's like, you got an eight on your security level. That's, uh, that's me. That's just over minimum actually. So I was in, I was slated for a medium security prison. Okay. Okay. And you can, you can initially, you can, you can request for a place to go, but really you'll probably just get shipped out to wherever there's an open bed. Okay. Did you make a request or no? I made a request for Hagerstown okay. because they had, I made a, a first request for Hagerstown and a second request for the Eastern shore because they both had college programs and I wanted to continue my learning. Yeah. 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 So and were you, uh, did they grant you that one of those or no? I went to ECI, the Eastern shore. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, at least you had the opportunity here to, um, continue further your education and and, and i did i took i took multiple community college courses when i was in eci excellent okay well so let's get into now the how many years would it have been total that you served i served a total of 17 years and hold on just a second and 19 days i believe 17 years and nine. So just over 17 years, just over 17 okay, years. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, and, uh, okay. So now let's talk about those 17 years and 19 days. You, you spend the entire time, um, at the Eastern shore. Almost the entire time I spent that first year in right. County. I spent right. about two weeks in the, uh, in the diagnostic center. Mm-hmm. And I spent I spent 13 years in the ECI Institute. Okay. Okay. Now around around I want to say around May I think of 2018, mm-hmm. I was transferred to the Jessup region because I wanted to be closer to home. Wanted my folks to be able to see me a little bit more now- often. Okay, more often I see. Yeah. So they right. weren't able to see you as mu- as much. Um, no, it's a three-hour drive one way out there. Right, right, right. So tell me, man, um, once the the crime had had passed and uh, you were in that uh, county jail and eventually when you got your sentencing, and what was going through your mind when you got a 30-year stamp on you? My initial thought was, my life is over. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to have anything after this. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so when you got, when, so that was your initial thought. So how long until you started to see the light at the end of the tunnel with all of this? I say when, because at first I was on, even in the county jail, I was on a, um, I was on what you would call like a minimum security uh, tier, right? Yeah. But once I once I once I got sentenced to my time, they moved me to a maximum security tier. Yeah, yeah, what? it's it, yeah because okay. because I had so much time. They yeah, didn't yeah. but they because I guess it's the habit of certain people when they have time, man, to uh, to act out or whatever. 
I see. So they, they moved me to a maximum security tier, and I ended up in a cell with a guy who had been up the road before. And he had, you know, he asked me, you know, how much time I had and, and what I was looking forward to. And I told him, and he was like, man, it's not that bad. You know, in Maryland, not, not all states actually have where you can earn good days on your time by working, staying out of trouble and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Maryland is one of those states. He's like, man, it's not that bad, man. You know, you can go up, you'll go up for parole about halfway, you know, and after that, you can, you, you, and during that time, you can continuously work it down, man. He said, you probably won't do more than about 18 or 19 years, and then you'll be home. I was like, well, you know, that ain't too bad. Yeah. So still, he, still, he gave you a little bit of hope. Yes. He gave yeah. me a little bit of hope. Yeah. So, uh, First of all, uh, explain what what is like uh, what 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 creates a maximum security versus medium versus minimum. Like, okay, a minimum security tier, you have a little bit more freedom. Um, if there's only one guard on the tier, they still let all the cells out. The top tier and the bottom tier, they still let everybody out. On a medium. It depends on if it's the guard in charge that's there by himself. On a medium, if it's the guard that's in charge, then it'll let both tiers out. If it's if it's the secondary guard, though, because there's only two guards per tier. Yeah. If it's a secondary guard, he's not going to let everybody out. He's only going to let one tier out until the other guard gets back Okay. from off I his see. lunch break or whatever. On a maximum, there's only one tier out at a time, period. So it's about population control, essentially. How yeah, many? pretty I much. See. I see, yeah. I see. So you got set to maximum for uh, and how long were you in maximum? That was just in county. I was on a maximum security tier for for about the just a few weeks it took for them to send me up the road. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. All right. So when you got sent up the road, so this is after you had the conversation with your uh, cellmate who told yes. you told you about the parole and all that. Um Right. When you got sent up to uh send up the road, you went to a medium uh, yes. security, medium yes. security. And, and uh, one cellmate did you have or no cellmates? How did it work? One cellmate, I one see. cellmate. Yeah. Now over, over my 18 years, or excuse me, my 17 years, I've had approximately 50 to 60 different cell buddies. How does that happen? Well, how people do, leave. Right. You change That's... cells. You might find you might know somebody or you might get close to somebody that that you like. You'll ask to get moved in a cell with them. So oh, y'all can, no. you know, y'all can get along better. It's, it listen, one thing you have to understand about prison, your cellmate is 90% of your bit, because that's where you're gonna be around for most of your bit. If you don't get along with your cell buddy, you're gonna have a bad bit. I it's see. gonna be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Now, out like, of those, out of when, those, when you say you're gonna have a bad bid, meaning like you 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 can it, you're more um, prone to uh, getting in trouble or or depending depending on how bad your cell buddy is, yes. Because what you have to remember is majority of the day you are locked in that cell with that person, Man. and if neither one of you have jobs, that's even more time you're in the cell together. I mean, so if you got somebody grinding, yeah, it could be right. You know, if you got somebody you don't get along with, I mean, on, on just 
maybe maybe on a on a uh, a personality standpoint, y'all don't get along. Yeah, y'all y'all can deal with that. Y'all can give each other time in the cell and stuff. Stay away from each other as much as possible. Yeah, but yeah. if if you got somebody in your cell that steals from you or lies mm-hmm. to you all the time or just generally disrespects you, yeah, you 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 got to either try and get out, or you you probably gonna end up fighting them and going to lockup. Out of out of my fifty to sixty cell buddies, I probably had two cell buddies that I that that I really didn't get along with, and I luckily I didn't have to stay in the cell with them for that long. Did you ever um, end up in lockup? I ended up in lockup two times. The first time was because I was making wine. <laughs> Come on, Jason. Come on, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I was good at it. Where'd you even get the grape? <laughs> Actually, they serve you oranges, grapefruits, sometimes yeah. raisins. Especially during Ramadan, they give the uh, they give the Muslims raisins. Okay. So some of them I could buy their raisins off of them or whatnot. Yo. Sometimes <laughs> right. they give us you could get the plums off the uh off the diet trays, you know. Okay. okay. So all of that stuff is good for making for you making house wine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you got in lock how long did you get in lockup for that? I got I got sentenced to 60 days, but they let me off after 30 because it was my first time. And what does lockup entail? Is it a lockup is like it's like jail in jail. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, but I mean, you're by yourself. I'm assuming. Well, no, actually, I had a cell buddy in there too. It, oh. it, worst part is that was one of my worst cell buddies. Was the somebody I had on lockup, which oh, makes it that much worse because on lockup, you have 23 hours in the cell and one hour out. So that means okay. I'm in the cell with this guy. Listen. This is when I knew that I was evolving because there were at least three times that I wanted to beat that man so bad he would <laughs> they would have had to cart him out of there on a stretcher. There was at least three times I wanted to do it. But I was like, you know what? You only got two months of this. It's gonna yeah. be all right. Yeah. It's gonna be cool. You can't be messing up no more. You already on lockup. You can't be messing up no more. Yeah, yeah. At Shut what up. point? At what point can they? Um, when you go to lockup, does that affect your total time? Do they? It can, depending on how serious a charge it was that sent you to lockup. Got it. Now, see, making wine is it me, that serious? Making wine isn't that bad. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean, so really, <laughs> all they did was they gave me sixty days. You know, yeah. on lockup. Now, I did lose my very good teacher's assistant job. I did lose that. Okay. Yes. Okay. But other than that, it didn't have any adverse effects. Yeah, yeah. Now, say you get the fighting, that's hmm. much more serious. Yeah. They can take what's known as good days, the days that you earn, and also also the days that they give you when you first come into the into the system. They mm-hmm. give you a, lot, a certain amount of days when you first get there. Those are your good conduct credits, th- your good behavior credits. Mm. Those are the credits when you get to fighting and stuff. Yeah, they can take those credits back. Oh snap! Okay, right. So your punishment one on the winemaking was it just solely the sixty days in lockup? Yes. 
Okay. Yes, so it you, was. You, you, you got lucky. Yeah. You got lucky. Your, your, your punishment lucky. was your punishment was having to deal with the the cellmate there. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you grew. You grew in that process. You said yes. so. You you learned more patience and you you understood the bigger picture. What happened the second time you got into Rockland? Okay, the second time I got stabbed on the walk back from breakfast and had to defend myself. Wait, so, okay, so what what led to that even? Okay, at this time, this was closer towards the end. At this time, I was a clerk in the um, MCE office for the shop, Shop 106. That's the shop now, ECI. MCE is Maryland Correctional Enterprises. Okay. That's actually one of the best jobs you can have in prison for real. It's one of the best paying wow. and you get 10 days a month. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, and I was a clerk too. Yeah. So that's, that ended up like I had to, I had to, I had to oversee jobs. I was, I was the payroll clerk. So I had to make sure everybody got their money on time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and got the money they were supposed to get, you know, um, I had to, I had to oversee all the jobs in the sand pit and all the jobs in the poultry. I had to make sure those jobs, I had to make sure, you know, materials was running right for those jobs. I had to make sure the orders was right, coloring and, and fabric patterns and all of that stuff. So it was, it was, it was, it was like having a regular job for real. Right, right. So you're a clerk at this time. What, what year is this? This Roughly. is between 2013 and 2018. I, when you were a clerk. Got it. Yes. And, so um, the, and, and the stabbing is about when? It's about end of 2017, I believe. Maybe okay. early 18. Okay. Even. No, end of 2017. All right. So, so what happened us. was yeah. one of the guys in the upholstery department lost his job for some things that happened back on the tier. Okay. Right? So when he when he beat the ticket, he wrote to the plant manager and um he told him, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I, I beat my ticket. You know, I was falsely accused or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to come back and get my job back. Oh, okay. So I'm the one that walked the letter into the plant manager. Yeah. So I said, man, you know, this guy, he needs his, he needs his job back. You know, they, they, you know, he beat his ticket. You know, he wasn't supposed to lose his job, you know, yeah, they, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So the plant manager was like, now I'm not bringing a guy back that just stands around all day anyway. Oh. Right. So it's not my decision to for him not to come back to work. Right. But he right. thinks somehow I'm stopping him from coming back to work. So he puts out a little hit on me or whatever, and it comes to nothing because the two guys that that attempted to hit me, yeah, ended up not only not only getting beat down by me and my homeboy. Okay. They ended up with an extra year added to each one of their sentences. Because they initiated. Because they initiated it. Yeah. And all I all that happened to me was I was gone from I was gone from the tier for a couple of weeks. Got all my property back, went back to work and everything. And what happened to the dude who who put the hit out on you? Um, he ended up getting hired back <laughs> after I was on lockup. So it actually made it look like I did what he accused me of doing. Even though it's not the case. So now no. So how were you guys like toward near around each other after that? After I mean, just, of- I, I let bygones be bygones. He was mistaken about something. He did what he thought he had to do. I yeah. let that stuff go. I'm, I'm past that. 
how is how is uh the idea of pride and and ego carried within the yard <laughs> like i'm talking about this instant because this this makes me think about that because it, it seems like you you let go you said okay you know it was a misunderstanding and yeah even though you attempt you put out a hit i'm gonna let it go but is that the case for most of the cell, uh inmates or it depends on your situation yeah your time and your mindset yeah, yeah, yeah. see at this point i have 15 16 years in i'm coming off a of parole soon yeah if i do to you what you tried to have somebody do to me yeah it's gonna ruin all of that yeah i see but when you're I'm in the not, beginning of your term you're probably not you might not that. you might not think that straight yeah, yeah, like, yeah hold on this guy just disrespected me right. i just got here you know what I need to prove to these dudes that I'm not to be messed with yeah. and all of that. Especially because you're going to be there for years. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I got you. So, it, yeah, it's not that easy to. Plus, so, yeah. when the guy stabbed me, yeah. people understood that I'm not big for nothing. Some people might might think that you're big for nothing. They understood. They found out real quick. I wasn't big for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're you're coming at it um from you know, I'm not going to mess with anyone unless I get messed with. That was your that was your right. motto, especially right. towards closer to you get, getting your parole. Exactly. Yeah, I I got you. Um were you the how was there any other uh inmates in the yard that were taller than you? There was no, I was the tallest inmate, but there was a officer that was six and nine, I believe. He oh, was man. the tallest person. Yes, yeah. he was the tallest person on the compound. Damn that! Yeah, that's crazy. That six nine is is. I mean, you're damn near seven feet tall now. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Your punishment for the second lockup was two weeks, you said. Two weeks because I didn't initiate. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I also didn't have a weapon on me. Right. Thank goodness, because it was the it was one of the few times that I actually wasn't didn't have a knife on me. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. But hold on, they, they didn't connect though, right? On the stabbing? They did. I got I have a um I have a mark on my back from when okay. he first from when he first hit me and the second guy, he tried to hit me in the mouth, but all he did, he nicked my chin a little bit. You can't see it now because yeah. of the beard. There might not even be a mark there. I'm not even sure. I see. But, yeah. Okay. And they took care of me, uh, and medical and stuff was good? Uh, I mean, really all I needed was like a Band-Aid. It wasn't like they did anything oh, okay. serious. Okay, okay, So, okay. no. So, these were the um, not-so-fun times. Not so fun times. Uh, not so fun times. Obviously, it's not fun to be uh, being in prison. I'm sure, but the I'm sh there must be when you have to spend 17 years in behind bars. Uh, your perspective changes. Has to change, right? It has to. And tell me about your mindset from year one up until you know, year 16, 17, and, and where, where, like, 
I guess the, what do they call it? The peaks and valleys of, of your like um, behavior and, and your perspective and, and how you view things when uh, from the beginning. And how old were you, by the way, when you got locked up initially? I was locked up at 21 years old. 21 years old. Released um, at 38. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What month did you get released, by the way? I got released in April, this past April. April, man. So uh, almost, yeah, that is just over 17 just years. Just over yeah. 17 yeah, years. Right, yes. right. So, um, yeah. So tell me, like, how your mind grew and, and matured over the time there behind bars. When I first went in, I said I had major anger management issues. And if nothing else, prison will force you to work on your anger management issues. Mm. Now, also, it solidified my work ethic. I had a pretty good work ethic before I got locked up. Yeah. After getting locked up, it just intensified because I put uh, this about two weeks after I got to ECI, they, they gave me a job in the kitchen on the breakfast shift, no doubt. Mm. So I'm being woken up three, three thirty in the morning to go help serve breakfast. And then I got to come back and serve lunch also. So I get up three, three thirty in the morning, go serve breakfast on the day on every day. I'm coming back as soon as I can, so I can get some more rest. But Monday was my day. I had to stay back and help clean up the kitchen. Okay. Right. So I come back after serving breakfast, then I have to go back up there. So I, I come back around, I say five o'clock. Mm. 5.30 maybe, 6 o'clock at the latest. I'm coming back to the tier getting some more sleep. Then around the tier I'm on, we had morning rec from 8 to 9 o'clock in the morning on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I got to come out at 8 o'clock, braid somebody's hair, because I know how to braid hair now. Yeah. Braid somebody's hair from 8 to 9 o'clock. Then at 9 o'clock, I got to go back to work and serve lunch. Then, 12.30, I come back to the tier, take my shower, braid somebody else's hair till 3 o'clock lock in. Yeah. Right. Man. We locked in from 3 o'clock to about 6.30. During that time, we get dinner also. Okay. So, 6.30, we come out. I'm out there. Guess what? Braiding somebody's hair all the way till we lock in. You had a program, man. Yeah. 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I'm shaking and moving, man. <laughs> hair braiding paid. For my Game Boy, my first TV, my PlayStation 2, and my Xbox, and almost every game I had for each system. Damn, man. Yes. Well, you applied what you were good at, and you made it a business. You had your own yes. business. That's cool, Absolutely. man. That's good. You made the most of that. That's great. Um, PS2, man. I miss PS2. <laughs> <laughs> Some dope-ass games on PS2. Yes. Uh, so, how many years did you spend doing that? Okay, I only had to do that for, i say about five or six months because I got into the college program. Uh-huh. So, I wasn't working in the kitchen anymore. And right. I'm telling you, those days working in the kitchen and hair braiding all day, yeah, that was tiring. Yeah, like, I'm, you got to understand, I'm working on like five hours of sleep every day, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. less than that. Yeah. 
So, so seven months of, of that. And then, yeah. and <laughs> well, you pay your dues, right? That's how you do it. Your dues, yeah. yeah. So you so did that. Once, then you, you sign up for college classes. Sign up for college. Now college is once a week. You know what I mean? For like an hour a night. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing on the other times? So now, and so now, you know what I mean? I'm even better at braiding hair. So I'm getting more people done a day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm 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 starting to take like take days off and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I get to get to have my little my little uh, uh I play dominoes, play cards, maybe watch a little TV or whatnot. So, you yeah. know, it's going good. Yeah. And then and then I had met a guy Christopher. Mm-hmm. And we we ended up becoming close because of our love for star wars okay and the librarian started getting more and more star wars novels in and we would both read them and and like i'm telling you we like i would find a few he would find a few of like yo you got to read this one he'd be like yo you got to read this one <laughs> like yeah so you bonded over so- that yeah <laughs> You, yeah. We really did. We end up becoming cell buddies for a long time. We end up becoming cell buddies for about, I say, about five years. Okay. Cause let me see, 2005. Cause he got out in like 2011. So from yeah. like 2006 to like 2011, we were basically cell buddies. We were cell buddies for about five years. Yeah. 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 Man, well, he's as you said, he was released in 11. Well, yeah, so. he got his sentence overturned. I'm pretty sure. He moved out to Nevada, so he's the only person that I have not been able to catch up with. You're kidding I'm, me. I'm, I am dead serious. Wow. Dang. His sentence was overturned. Dang. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> got to talk, <laughs> talk about how that happened. Um, okay, so you're, you're just grinding, and, and you're, you're, you're studying now. Um, how many years were you studying – in college and studying okay in college that only lasted about i think a year and a half maybe two years at the most and luckily because of how did i good and how good excuse me how good i did in college Mm -hmm. one of the teachers who taught one of the college classes who did the course yeah she was one of the teachers for the uh for the ged classes in a school over there so when the when the college ended I guess they cut the funding for it or whatever. Oh. She uh she said, "Man, I'd like to have you in as a as a teacher's aide, man. You know, you know your stuff." I see. And that's how like, you became. I see. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yes. great. That's good, man. That's good. But that that goes back to your work ethic, I believe, you know. That yeah. goes back to, you know, you kept your head down and as much as possible. <laughs> and uh and you just did what you needed to do. Um did you attain a certificate or a degree of of some sort um i don't think so i know okay. i completed about 10 or 15 classes though but i don't think i i gotta do it. it's just just a bunch of general general uh education classes okay okay so i actually i've been meaning to and i still haven't done it but i've been meaning to look into that and see exactly what what all right. i can i can apply that to now so, that i'm out here right so let's go to the day you hear about your parole date and you hear about, okay, 
you're going to be released in April of 2021. Oh my goodness. So when I was in, in 2018, around, around March of 2018, my case manager, she told me, okay, you have your initial parole date. You have your initial parole hearing coming up in December of 2018. No, I'm sorry, October of 2018. I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, that's a little early, but that's cool. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. They'll probably postpone it so that it's right around my halfway mark because my halfway mark would have been that next March, March of 2019. I see. Right. Yeah. So they end up, they do end up postponing it. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I got moved out of the jail that uh that may so now i'm up in the jessup region so i talked to the case manager up there he's like i don't see a uh i don't see a i don't see a hearing for you in october but i do see one for you like in uh in 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 april of 2019 i was like okay cool i knew they was gonna probably postpone it anyway yeah that's right around the halfway mark fine then i get transferred again like i was only in that prison Cause they moved me from ECI to MCIJ. I was only at MCIJ for two weeks. And then they moved me over to JCI. I did not like JCI. Terrible. Oh for someone, if you haven't already been there, it's very difficult to get a job. Mm. And just, it's also the inmates up there have very easy access to outside drugs and I'm I wasn't really I had moved past that in my life yeah 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 so plus they're smoking this this new synthetic stuff and it makes them act real crazy when they're on it so I, I, was, I was like you didn't, I didn't want that like the, yeah I didn't like the smell of that stuff or anything and how long were you there I was there for about a year and a half almost two years okay so does your uh my case parole hearing keep, yeah 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 so when I get to that institute, to JCI, I see my, I see my, I see my case, my third case manager now. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, no, there's not one in April, but you have one in December of 2019. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I checked back with her in a couple months, still in December. Check back with her in a couple months, still in December. So I'm like, okay, they're going to see me in December. Yeah. Then I found out, see, at first I thought it was going to be, Kind of like this over a uh, over a computer or something, because okay, that's how they that's how they started doing them. Because it, it allows them to do more in a less amount of time instead of having to bring somebody over to wherever they are, and you know, all the transportation and whatnot. Right. So, they, so I thought it was going to be over a computer like this. Yeah. I found out it's going to be an open parole hearing. Now that's when the victim's family comes, my family comes, and I go there and sit in front, right in front of two commissioners yeah and and you know have a back and forth have a dialogue with them and all that so when i found out what that was that's when i decided to cut my beard off right so you were you um how were your nerves like oh shit i'm gonna be seeing this their family and and no i did not i did not get to see the family the family did get to see me they were oh. in a room behind me oh, when I was okay. in the room with the, but I did not get to see them. Right. And but you knew you had to to put your best foot forward here. My <laughs> best foot forward, but yo, I was 
so so nervous going in there. I I I bet, yeah. So nervous, <laughs> and you cut your beard off though. You 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 it, had the <laughs> you had the senses it. to do that. <laughs> and I don't know if it had an effect or not, but when all was said and done, they called me back in the room. They you know they I guess they deliberated on on whatever decision they were gonna make. They called me back in there. He told me. Yeah, we're gonna give you an 18 month delayed release. Which means I almost started crying on the spot. Yeah, I'm sure. But tell me, 18 month delayed release. Okay. So how does it normally work when you are in that situation? Um, okay. Now with parole, yeah, you can either get an immediate release. I see. Which is they let you go right now. Yeah. Like as soon as the paperwork is done, you're out the door. Yeah. They can give you a delayed release. Usually when they give you a delayed release, it's for a specific reason. They they have something that they want you to do. With me, they wanted me to have work release, right? So I could okay. get used because I had been I, – I, I think it's because I had been locked up so long. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to do work release so I could under better I – could, I could have a grasp of how the world works now. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, because the world in 2004 versus 2021 is <laughs> – well, at that time it was 2019. And it was before it was before the uh the outbreak. Right. Was it? Yeah, it was before the oh, wait a minute, was it? Because COVID nineteen happened in like I mean, it really escalated in, in the States and like no and well, yeah. And then but it was late November two thousand nineteen, right? That's when it right. really took over. Right. That's yeah, yeah. That's why it's called COVID nineteen. But anyway, right. so, because uh, it started in nineteen, but it didn't really hit the states. Till like the early 2020s. Right. It really yeah, escalated. So, yeah. So, okay. Right. So that was, so you, it, this is your own theory on why. This is my theory on why they gave me an 18 they, month delay. Release. But they don't have to explain why. They don't have to explain why. No. Right. And you didn't ask. Cause that I definitely is, did. That's <laughs> politics, right? You're there, letting right? me go. Yeah. Cool. I'm yeah. not going to question that. <laughs> so 18 month delayed release. So at this point, this is December of 19. December of 2019. Right. And so 18 months later would make April of? April of 2021. And that luckily didn't change for anything. So No. Th yeah. this They gave me one stipulation. They said, don't get in any trouble. Right. Man, when I tell you, <laughs> I dug into my cell like a tick. <laughs> Come on, that cell. Except to eat. Yeah. Exercise and take a shower. Yeah, that's the only reason I came out that cell. <laughs> I was in there on my Xbox playing Skyrim and Mass Effect all the time. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you're focused now. You you have that's that's it, man. You got a goal. Whoo. That's that. What a. I mean, yeah. So how did you communicate that to to your brother, to your family, and and like, they were there. Did, well, they my were dad there. and yeah. mom were there. Your mom and dad there. were there, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they must have been ecstatic. Yes. Could you couldn't see them either, though, right? No, I couldn't see them either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so man, and so now, now, take me through your mindset leading up to April of 2021, because you're seeing it coming. Okay. Right? So after they give me my 18 month delay release, my case manager calls me in about three or four weeks later, about a month later. She's like, okay, well, you know, now you're you're eligible for, for minimum, a minimum security prison. So you got to sign yeah. these papers, you know, dealing yeah. with extradition if you, you, you know, 
if you walk off a job site or something. Because work release, you you actually go out and get a regular job. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. work at like a Ruby Tuesdays or something like that. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So you know, I get to sign all these papers to make sure that you're you know you can go to minimum. In the back of my mind, I'm like, yo. Everybody always told you, yo, don't go to minimum. Don't sign the papers. Don't go to minimum. I'm like, yo, you know what? They they said they wanted me to get the work release. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to get the work release. So I signed the papers a couple weeks later. And I, now, in minimum, you can't have a TV, can't have a, a, a game system because you're in a dorm setting. Mm-hmm. That means you're on a tier. Now you're not in a cell anymore with one other person. You're in a dorm with like 70 other people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you're supposed to have more freedom than you do in a uh, in a medium security prison. Yeah. The place they sent me was not like that. Oh. Yes. They ran it like it was a maximum security prison. And I got there right before they shut the entire country down for COVID. Wow. So that means I can't get a job. I can't go for my work release. So now I'm just sitting not doing anything. Oh. I was so upset. I hit yeah. you. Did you look at it as a test or did you look at it as Oh, it was a super test. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a super test, man, cuz I had a good cell buddy. Yeah, yeah. You, you were know, set up. You were set I up. was set up. Yeah. Had my had my this thing's about to turn off. The lighting here is even better. I like it. Um <laughs> We should have done it here the whole time. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, so let's resume for uh, the audience members. We had a slight glitch. We're back. So you had a good setup. You signed the paperwork. They send you to a place that's nothing like minimum security should be. You, it, it's treated like maximum security right uh, after you arrive. COVID hits, and now you can't work, and you're stuck. So how long did that take, and what did you tell yourself to get yourself through that test? Super test, as you mentioned. Man, having to be around 70 different personalities on a yeah. on an everyday basis. Yeah. Extremely st- extremely psychologically draining. Right. So how right. did you so what 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 got you through that and how long did that take? Um well I was there for over a year for about 13 months uh, from February to April. So about 14 months. I was there in the middle of February of 20 till April of 2021. 21. Yes. So the rest of your time spent was there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So tell me, yeah. So tell me, so you got yourself through that, but because you were telling me you just played, you were playing games. Then listen, I found some Scrabble, uh, Scrabble, some guys that played Scrabble. Yeah, Yeah. I played Scrabble every day. Other than that, I was I, I, I was still doing my braiding hair, so I yeah. did that. Yeah, you know, okay, made a little so made a little pocket change. You know, again, you, you made the best of it, and that's <laughs> that's huge. That's huge. Um, and one thing I'm learning from your journey here is your patience must be immense. <laughs> like the amount of patience you have to have, right? I mean. First world problems, all of that stuff is is you know, we're good, right? I I can I can I can feel it just from your you sharing. Um, okay, so April, uh, what's the date on the release exactly? 
April 20th. I was released on April 14th. April 14th. And this is funny. Yes, this is funny because at first, oh no. Okay, so with that, what happened was I didn't have a Maryland address. So I had to get a interstate compact with Washington, D.C. to come to Washington, D.C. for my parole. Oh, now, okay. my dad, through the investigator for parole, you know, the guy come by, make sure the house is livable, make sure I can stay here, make sure there's nobody here with felonies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he tells my dad, yeah, I'm slated to be released on April 28th. So we're all on, we're, we, all of us are yeah. working on the mindset that I'm leaving, I'm coming home on the 28th. Even in there, I'm, I'm lining my days up right. like, I, I was I shut I was gonna shut my hair shop down on April twentieth because okay. there was no point there was no point in having it open any longer yeah, than yeah, that yeah yeah like, if I do anybody here they're not gonna be able to pay me because I'm not gonna be here right. stuff like that right. there was only there was only two people whose hair I was gonna do after the twentieth because they had already paid me and they wanted to get their hair done right before I left so they could have it as fresh as they could for as long as they could got it. Because okay. when I tell you, listen, I was one of the best guys that could braid hair in the prisons, man. I believe it. I believe it. So hold on. So what happens with April 14th then? Check this out. So on April 13th, yep. no, on April 12th, yep. my case manager calls me down. Yeah, it's time for you to sign your, um, your release paperwork and stuff. You're going home on the 14th. And I thought I was going home on the 28th. Yeah. No, you're going home on the 14th. So I go back to the tier. I'm like, yo, such and such, take your hair out and wash it. Yo, such and such, take your hair out and wash it. Yeah. Yo, listen, Taji, when you go to work tonight, make sure you let such and such and such and such over in building four know they got to meet me in the yard tomorrow morning. They got to get their hair done. Make sure they have it washed and out and ready to go. Like, yo, I had to, this, when I tell you, I had about 15 dudes hair to do within a two-day span and got it all done. I'm not playing. Now, my whole thing with that is you, you're getting a, basically a, a two-week break from, yes. right? You're getting a two-week break, but what's running through your mind is, oh, man, I got these things to do still. And I got to get them done. You're like, you're almost not even excited about those two weeks because you got so much more work. You got to jam pack in in these two next two days. At what point are you saying, holy shit, I'm about to be out of here. Like, Yo, you finish these 15 uh, clients, right? You finished their hair. <laughs> so what happens on the 15th one after you're done with them? Now you're like, okay. After that, I'm going through all my stuff. Yeah. I'm like, cause I got like, I got like, I got like one dude on the tier who I really, really like. Yeah. So I'm leaving him like everything. I'm like, I'm so I'm just walking over to his bunk with just yeah. arms full of stuff. Here, here you go. Boom. Here, here yeah. you go. Yeah. Boom. Here, here you go. Boom. Here, take all this food. Take all these clothes. Take, take, take all these magazines. Yeah. <laughs> take all of it. You have it. Wow. Man. So, then I mean, it's adrenaline must be just i mean you're feel like when you have to do it you do it right when you gotta get stuff done you just get it done you find a way um so you tell your friend how do you communicate this because who's picking you up how are you did didn't tell anybody 
You thought to do it as a surprise. Okay. Check this out. Okay. Wanted to surprise them. Okay. Didn't tell anybody. Yep. I got lucky the day I got released. I was going to make my way back one way or another anyway, but I got lucky the day I got released. Yeah. Otherwise, it took me all the way back to the DOC in Baltimore. But the day I got released, I got released with somebody that was on my tier, and we were we were cool. Wow. So, yeah. So he had his girlfriend drop me off at the Anne Arundel Mall. Okay. <laughs> so I catch the free shuttle to the BWI airport. Okay. BWI airport. Now, when they release you, they give you $50 cash and they give you a check for whatever else was in your account when you left. Okay. okay. So I take the $50 cash. When I hit the BWI airport, I buy me a train ticket down to DC. Yeah. I, I catch the March train all the way down to Union Station. Yeah. I hit Union Station. I get on the subway and take it up to Silver Spring Station. Okay. I get to Silver Spring Station. I hop on the bus. The same S2 is still running from 17 years ago. <laughs> stops right in front of my house. Oh, my God. I get off the bus. I kiss the corner of the bricks as I go to climb the steps and come up and knock on the door and surprise my mom. Damn, bro. That got me emotional. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Your mom sees you. What? I, I mean, I can only imagine. Then I get her to call my dad and my sister and trick them into coming home, like, right now. (laughs) And surprise them, too. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I mean, 17 years behind bars, they they waited all those years. But those two weeks, (laughs) that, that was probably, like, such a great feeling for them. Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing! And how and and uh, little bro, where was he at at this point? Um, little bro has some issues that he's dealing with. I have not seen him since I've been home. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, you mentioned that to me off offline, and um, we I wish him the best too. Hopefully, you know he's he gets his stuff straight too, so you guys can reunite. I, I mean, I kicked it with you and him all the time, and um you know we we had some good times we played football yes. all of those times man so in a way though i feel like we just caught up from the time that you know from 2003 till now i like <laughs> i feel like i've learned about your life over the past 17 years right to that or 18 years um and and i guess i first of all thank you so much for sharing all of that i know you didn't have to and and for the the fact that you you um are open enough to on on this platform to share all of that uh it, it means a lot so i i greatly appreciate you and i greatly appreciate um the amazing stories you've shared the good and the bad um i guess let's let's uh wrap it up on this you're 38 now yes um, you're working your ass off outside of prison i've seen it because you you're always telling me and you're posting about it um um, doing my best that's that's all you can do man that's all you can do um what do you have planned for the immediate future if anything um other than working uh the way you have been and also what what's the 
best advice you would give to young kids when they were 17 or 20 or 21 right now? And, and, you know, they could use some guidance from someone who's been there, who's seen it, who's, who's survived it, who's come out of it. And, you know, who's turned the tide like yourself. What would you say? The best advice I could give those young guys is to really look at who it is they have around them and if they really want this to be their future. Because what you want your future to be, you should you should surround yourself by it. Yeah. What yeah. you really want your future to be, surround yourself with people that emulate the future that you want to have. Yeah. Stop hanging around them guys that have that 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 are that are going down to a dead end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, surround yourself with the people just by being around those people that have the future that you would like to have. You're going to start thinking like them. You're going to start acting like them. Just so surround. Start, yeah. So figure that future out, figure out right. what that future is for you. People who are listening who, um, or if you may even know someone who could use this uh, to help them write uh, their ship. Figure out what you're passionate about, what you love, because that's all it comes down to is what you love to do. Um, if, if you could do it for free because you love it. I mean, look, Jason loves braiding hair. I bet he's going to do it outside of prison. <laughs> Listen, yeah. my sister's getting some business cards drawn up already. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like and, no, and there's no business that's uh, not good enough. Every business, if you're passionate about it, you make it a great business. That's, yeah. that's what I've learned from my own experience in, in music. A lot of people said that's not a safe uh, job to go to follow through, but Hey, you know, I, I'm, I am where I am now because of it. Let's just say that. Right. One and, more. And, yeah. Go ahead. Don't settle on one source of income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have also multiple true. income. That's right. Because know what can happen one thing can dry up and if that's your only thing you have to, to support yourself then where are you don't exactly. settle for one source of income that's right you need you need multiple uh sources doesn't mean you don't follow what you love it means right. follow what you love and the rest of it is to because listen we're young right now right 38 is still young um <laughs> yes absolutely still young um, but God forbid, right? Something happens where it gets in the way of your, of you being able to continue to do, uh, doing one line of your, uh, jobs, right? You're going to want to lean on the others. Anyway, that's a worst case scenario. And hopefully that doesn't happen. But like Jason said, uh, multiple streams of income set, set yourself up and then, Surround yourself by people you want to be, you admire to be like, or you aspire to be like, sorry. And, and, and that's, that's, that's so, so important. I know you got some inks and that was a, a, a great, um, a great <laughs> thing to see when you told me about that. I, I could not believe that, you know, my name lives on your body <laughs> <laughs> and not just my name, a few of your, our, our mutual friends. When you were behind bars, you got some ink done. You put my I, listen. It, it, it um, 
it's a privilege for me to be <laughs> to oh god uh, reduce uh, times man i'm telling you i love you for that man i appreciate it. i'm i'm sorry that you know i know we exchanged a letter once during this time that you were behind bars and and um and um but i'm just happy you know that you've learned from your mistake you've yes. learned and you you've learned to control the anger you've learned to you've grown uh, immensely and and you're doing the right things now and and you're surrounding yourself by the people you want to be like and yes. and um i'm really happy for you man and and i'm so happy to see you uh being able to talk to you uh i can't wait to see you in the flesh um next time i'm out there you better believe i'm calling you up and we're we're getting together uh i know Please. you I know you met up with some of the our mutual friends already, and then that's great to see. Um, uh, but hey, any last things you want to mention? Uh, what your plans are coming up in 2022? Uh, I don't know. I think I plan on uh, finding a girl and marrying her. Maybe having some babies with her. Hey, you better <laughs> invite me to that wedding now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I already found her, though. <laughs> you're you're sure or you're not sure i'm pretty sure oh really okay okay so maybe when that chapter of your life is complete we get back get you back on here and, and we talk about that you know what i mean absolutely on a higher lighter note hey that's awesome bro i, I wish you nothing but the best i wish you a fruitful remaining uh summer and remaining 2021 and uh and beyond so uh, maybe we see you with the uh, lucky misses um, here in the next year or so. Jason, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for getting on here. Um, and uh, I can't wait to see you in person, bro. Can't wait myself. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome. Showcase your